Welcome to episode 480 of Fly Away. Over the past few years, we've been reminded time and again how much the world relies on travel. From supporting local economies to learning about new cultures, the experience that travel provides helps to make our world smaller and bring us closer together. Here at Outlander Travel, we've been proud to be a small part of bringing that to you through our weekly podcast. My name is George, and this week I'm joined by fellow Outlander Travel agents Sandy, Lindsay, and Donna, and we're excited to bring our agent from abroad, Brooke, back on with us. Woo! Hello! Yay! Hello! Last, last week we talked about how right now is the perfect time to start planning holiday travel. Brooke was able to sample several different Christmas markets in Europe this past season, and she's here to tell us why you should add this to your bucket list. So let's get started. I can tell you Christmas markets are on my bucket list. Yeah. They should I, I be, George. Get the they, elephant I, out of the they room They should here. be. And, and say that we all love you dearly, Brooke, but we are all enviously. <laughs> so at the same time. In your, your location privilege living in Nuremberg right now. Yeah. Ask yeah. her when's the well, last time she went to a Target over there, though. Exactly right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't get me started on when we come back to the U.S. with Target. <laughs> oh, your Trader Joe's. She's like, oh, I have access to the best Christmas markets in the world, but I can't get Trader Joe's taco sauce. <laughs> I know. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, All right. So we have a list of cities here. Let's just get on the list. Tell us your impressions of each one. And um, I know some of our other agents here have been to these and they can chime in and add their thoughts. Nuremberg. That's home. So we actually, <laughs> we, <laughs> we live um, just outside of Nuremberg now. We moved recently, but still very, very close, like a train ride away, essentially. Um, and our new little town also has its own Christmas market, which is kind of neat. Like all of the, even the little towns will have Christmas markets. So if you're in Nuremberg, you can actually go to surrounding communities and go to those Christmas markets as well, which is kind of a fun thing. And sometimes they just have a different vibe, a different feel. Nuremberg How do you get is, there, Brooke? Oh, go ahead. How do you uh, get the, there? The U-Bahn, the train. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is super easy to use generally. And sometimes there's even bus buses if you're nervous about train rides, but it's very easy to use. Um, Nuremberg is massive, very, very busy, and it's all about the merchandise. That's what I would start saying. Like you go to some markets and they're more about the food. Nuremberg's definitely about the merchandise. There are so many booths selling all sorts of different things. Uh, some are handmade, some are not. Um, you'll find a huge range of prices too. Everything from, you know, two euros to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of euros for whatever, for what different items, but there's food too. So like you'll, you won't go hungry when you come to Nuremberg, <laughs> but, but maybe less variety of food. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of sausage, a lot of bratwurst, so, Nuremberger sausages, of course, but then there's some more unique things too. Oh, they're so good. There's, and really, we went to the market. I've been to the market, the Nuremberg market, a couple times already this season. And um, the very first thing we bought was the Nuremberger sausages, just because it's been a while since we had them. Even though we live here, it's like you kind of, you know, you kind of get sick of the same thing all the time. But we hadn't had them in literally months. So that's exactly what we went for. Even though they're available, if you even come in the middle of the summer, you can get the sausage sandwiches. You can get a plate of sausages. But there's something, there's something about them being made out on the out on the Christmas market on the charcoal grill. Oh, they're so good! They're so good. 
So what are the it's, hours? It's are these generally evening only things? Are they, what was the second half of the question? Are they, are they usually only open in the evening or is it an all day thing? It's an all day thing. They, um, I want to say they open usually around maybe 11 a.m., 10 a.m., you know, kind of mid, mid morning. Cause I've definitely gone for lunch before. We used to live 10 minutes walking from the market. So we have definitely, like last year, we walked down for lunch sometimes. And that was such a treat. Um, but then everything closes up promptly at 9 p.m. So Wow, that's early. Yeah, it's it's Germany. <laughs> <laughs> like everything closes. Our grocery stores and everything close at 8. So the market, yeah, it, it shuts up and the people go home. And, you know, rightfully so. They work really hard all day long and it's busy all day long and they just they want to go home to their family and have a hot meal and be warm. So I get it. All right. Who's been to Nuremberg that has any comments? Anybody? No. Oh, no. Okay. We, we, have a, we, have, we have extra rooms. You need to come and visit. <laughs> you're going to regret saying that when we all show up next week. <laughs> <laughs> Nuremberg is really, I mean, it is like, we went to the opening of this of the Christmas market last year. I missed it this year because I was in um, just getting off the Viva actually when it opened. Um, so I wasn't even in Germany, but they have a whole ceremony when they open it. And it's the Christkind, which is like Christ child. It's a, like an angel uh, figure. It's a female. They uh, elect one every two years. So you'll see her around the market sometimes. It's just, it's really charming. It's a very old market. It's a very charming market. It's yeah. And plus the glue vine is excellent. You have to get the glue vine and the Lebkuchen, the gingerbread. Those are the best. So, See, so I always go for the, the hot chocolate. With rum? It's nothing special, but, you know, <laughs> it's hot chocolate. It is. It's so good. <laughs> All right. How about Budapest? Just me on this one, too, huh? I guess so. <laughs> uh, I love Budapest. I know that one has been, like, elected the best Christmas market in Europe a few times, I think maybe even this year. And we didn't go to the main market because I was actually uh, boarding a river cruise in Budapest. And it, they, they have, the market happened to be down the street from our hotel. Um, so we went to kind of the smaller one. And yeah, we just ate our way through that market. I don't even remember. No, there were things for sale. It was more than food. But in my world, it was just the food. It was so good. The, uh, Budapest is known for the chimney cakes. Um, it, other places sell them too, but they were they're I think they were invented in Hungary. I think it's like a Hungarian dessert, and it's like dough that they make into like a cone shape, and they put it over the coals, and they roll it over the coals until it's baked, and then it's rolled in cinnamon and sugar, and it's it melts in your mouth, and it's yeah. heavenly. It is it's so fun. good. It's one of the most delicious things ever, and they can get mm. super elaborate too. They'll have them like filled with ice cream or filled with different oh, flavors or with frost. Like I've seen the most insane things stuffed on these chimney cakes, but I like the simple yeah. cinnamon and sugar. The traditional. And they sell those here in Germany too, but they're just not as good. So go to Budapest for those. Definitely. They're just Budapest or the Romania. Same. Romania does them very well too. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right. Next on the list, we have Vienna. That's wow, just Vienna. This has got to be food focused market. Please tell me because I love Vienna. It's one of my favorite cities. Unfortunately, I have not done a Christmas market there yet, but I love their street food. They are, it, it's so, 
it's such a strange juxtaposition for me that that area of all these high end um, shops and stores and these these highbrow type the Sigmund Freud Museum and all these things that you can do and then there's street food is so phenomenal so please tell me that the Christmas market is just all street food all food it was from what I remember of it yes <laughs> it was so good and that's another one the market that we we went to two markets there because a lot of cities will have more than one market. Sometimes they're like right next to each other, like Nuremberg's kind of flow into each other almost, with the exception of one. But other cities they're like separate. You have to walk a few blocks to get to the next one. And that's um, we went to two different markets there, and yeah, just ate our way through. The food was just so 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 delicious, and some of my favorite Glühwein mugs are from there too. Um, they're little sand so. In case you aren't aware, uh, when you buy a drink at these Christmas markets, usually they come in a little mug and you put down a deposit for them. In German, it's Fond. That's the word for it. So this year in Nuremberg, it's a five euro Fond. So you're paying for the alcoholic drink, the mulled wine. And then in addition, you're paying for the $5 cup or the five euro cup. And you can keep it and take it home. It's a great souvenir. Or you can return it for your five euros. Um, different cities have different pricing. But some of my favorite mugs are from Vienna. So I'm very fond of like I have my little collection. Why would you ever return the mugs? <laughs> right. They are so amazing. <laughs> these mugs back? <laughs> Wait, can you refill yeah. the mugs? Like, can you go to the next stall and never refill it? Yep. Perfect. Yes. Yep. They definitely will. Because uh, I will say, especially in Germany, Austria as well, they're very conscious about the environment and recycling and that kind of thing. So that is the whole idea. And you return it and they wash them and reuse them. Yeah. That is Plus, the whole purpose. There's something to Anybody who, who drinks any type of alcoholic beverage regularly will tell you things taste differently yeah. in glass than they would in plastic or paper. And, um, and then plus when you're drinking this mulled wine, staring at a beautiful scenery, you know, the gorgeous church that you're next, the Christmas market's next to, or, you know, just all the lights and Christmas music's playing. Sometimes it's snowing drinking out this beautiful mug it's just yeah it just makes it all the better versus a plastic cup you know it just makes it just makes it sweeter all right so tell us a little bit about salzburg am i the only one (laughs) salzburg and vienna those christmas markets sometimes cross in my mind but that one too was just it's, I love Salzburg. It's a beautiful city and it's like not very far from me. So we've actually been talking about going down to see it again and just to go again this season. I don't know if it'll happen, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, just it's, I would say they're fairly similar and there's not, there's not anything that like stands out from Vienna to me and, you know, my memories um, from it. But again, just tons of different little crafts, um, oh, Salzburg, they had raclette there. That was very good. Like, if you like cheese, they have a whole booth and it, you can smell it from miles away, I swear. It's so strong, but it's like, it's a very famous booth that people go to and get the cheese. So there's all a huge long line when we were walking past. And, well, um, and while you're in Salzburg, you have to make a reservation and go to St. Peter's. It's a little restaurant. It's the oldest restaurant still in operation in the entire European continent. It was opened in like 900 and they make the best knockerel. Wow. Oh no, my we... gosh. So yes, next time you go down there, Brooke, you have to go. I wonder, because we, I think we did eat a lunch in Salzburg. Now I'm, I'm 
morning and got to Google map that and see if that's the restaurant we ate at. It's I in a cave. Schnitzel. It's like built into the side of the cliff and it's in a cave kind of looking it's thing. It's near the cemeteries? No, it's downtown. Okay. It's near the it's near the main square. So if you're at the Christmas markets, you can basically very easily wander over there for a nice hot meal. Well, and that's, that's really nice too, because if the weather isn't perfect, you know, it's raining. It's oh yes, cold, it was raining the day we were there. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one because you want to escape for a little bit and have like a full meal versus, you know, worst or, you know, just all the delicious, it's basically fair food, all full of fat and sugar and delicious. But sometimes you want to sit down meal and you want to be warm for a while. So were these, on a, were these on a river cruise? Yes, these okay. ones were along the river cruise. Yeah, the Danube River Cruise. Okay. So your that's very, you know, your typical stops along the Danube uh, Christmas Market Cruise. And these were actually in November when we went. Um, so the Germany markets weren't open yet, and the Austrian ones had, and Budapest had just opened. So it was kind of like first glance. And if I remember right, the seasons for these are generally pretty short, aren't they? Yeah, very short. Yeah. It's definitely not the, a Disney event. No. No, they, they start like thanks, the, the week, uh, week of Thanksgiving and, and before Christmas. Yeah. In Germany, they start usually not until December because there's a holiday. And I should know this, but I'm blanking. There's a holiday usually in late November and they start after that. So this year they opened December 1st and they close on Christmas. And that's it. So, that's so a, it's a, a very short season. 20, very, very 25 short. days. That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, we were there last weekend and I have never seen so many people in one place other than like the magic kingdom on Christmas day. Wow. <laughs> it was unreal. <laughs> the the so, secret's out. Yeah. <laughs> so and now go, you not only have locals, you have everybody. Go on the weekdays if you can to these Christmas markets, especially these big cities like Salzburg and Vienna and Nuremberg, because they are very, very busy. And you just weekdays you'll have all the locals are at work. Saturdays is craziness. Sundays is busy too, but less. All right, let's talk about Firth. Ah, this is actually one of my favorite markets. Um it's Fert is near Nuremberg, so you can take the U-Bahn from Nuremberg, like the center of Nuremberg. There's a stop called St. Lawrence Kirsche, and you take it maybe five stops, and you're in the city of Fert. It's F-U with an U-M-A, R-T-H, and it's a smaller city. It's like a suburb, basically, of Nuremberg. And their market is a lot smaller than Nuremberg, but it's nice, if, like I was saying before, if you need to just have a change of scenery or Nuremberg's really, really busy. You're not, there's other options. There's other options. So hop on the U-Bahn, go to Fert and it right off the train station is like a huge park and the Christmas market is set up there and it is so magical. It is one of my favorite places. <laughs> I mean, go every Sunday after church because it's just so great. Um, they have a whole medieval section. So you, and it's called the middle ages. So you walk into this and there's like, people throwing axe, flaming axes. And there's like um, people dressed up like, like you're at the Renaissance festival and all the food is different. And there's like a band playing that's like out of the middle ages. And last year there was um, a booth there. There was a woman selling like, she was selling alcohol, but in, in bottles and they all look like potion bottles and that kind of thing. And she was dressed <laughs> up like a witch. It was so, but not like a cheesy Halloween witch, like a middle ages witch. 
so cool. Everyone's into the costumes or like, like one guy was sharpening a sword with a rock, like, or whatever. I don't even know how you do that, but it's just, and then they have all these little fireplaces all around the area. If it's a cold day and they're on, so you can sit there, drink your glue vine or your hot cocoa or whatever you're drinking and warm up your hands at these little fires. And it's just, yeah, it's totally different and totally awesome. <laughs> so if you need something different, it's a good one to hop on at Uvan and go check out. Yeah. And I know there's other markets like this too in other parts of Germany because I, you know, I want to say Bremen is one of them that's very famous for its Middle Ages market. And it's just, it's just totally different and just, yeah, it's nothing like you see at a normal Christmas market. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> they do have a whole normal Christmas market section too. So you won't miss out on like the Glühwein and the Bratwurst and the Nuremberger sausages. They have a whole section of that too. But then they have the whole Middle Ages section. It's very cool. watering. <laughs> yeah. The roasted potatoes are like one of my favorite. They smoke, they have smoked salmon there and they're actually smoking the fish over a fire. And so you can smell it, you can see it. And that's what they're using to like feed you. So you can get a sandwich with this wood fire smoked salmon or you can get like um they do, do these rose, rosemary roasted potatoes and they put salmon in that oh my gosh it's so good i dream of it <laughs> like, it's so good they sell stuff too but i'm about the food <laughs> i'm so hungry right now i know we're, we're all gonna be over there like next plane yeah it's excellent. But that's like in our little, the, the town I live in has a little market as well. And we, we have, we need to go and like do it properly. But we even just walked through one day when we were walking our dog for the evening and they had um, a person there like doing like fire juggling and that kind of thing. So there's entertainment at these markets too. Like uh, I believe it was in Salzburg when we were there, they had um, a choir singing and it was absolutely gorgeous, like a local choir, absolutely gorgeous. So you're experiencing this whole magical thing and then there's live music or live entertainment going on too. And there's no entry fee to these. I mean, it's just, yeah. Christmas markets are truly special. Mm. They really are. All right. Now this one, I'm not knowing anything. I assume is one of the biggest ones and that would be Munich. Yeah. Munich's is really, I actually, I, I haven't been to Munich's yet. But uh. my husband has. <laughs> he got to go with his colleagues. It was part of their Christmas party this year. Um, they have, but I know they have seven different Christmas markets in the city of Munich, and they have some wow. really unique ones. They have like the more traditional one and in the main city city square there. Um, but then they also have other ones, like they have a whole like LGBTQ one, and it's like I don't know exactly how you know it's themed that way, but I know it's like less traditional. Um, it's a lot more like neon lights and that kind of, I've seen pictures of it and I, I should watch some YouTube videos because it'd be fun to just be there vicariously. Um, I was hoping to get down there this season too, but so if you're in Munich and one market's busy, you can just hop to one of the other ones because they're all over the city. That's pretty cool. And a lot of them have rides too. I forgot to mention that. A lot of them oh. have attractions. Like they'll have a merry-go-round or they'll have a Ferris wheel or, you know, so it's stuff for the kids too. It's not just adults drinking and eating. It's, it's really a family event. All right. So we're going to bop out of Germany and the next one we'll talk about is Amsterdam. Anybody just Brooke again? No, well, I don't no, like Amsterdam. Me down. That's no, honestly, oh. Amsterdam. Oh, I want to go. <laughs> 
uh, I uh, I'd skip it. it. It's it's very very small, um, and it's right in the uh, museum district. Uh, and there aren't a lot of booths and all, but there is one. So if you happen to be in Amsterdam, stop on by just to kind of you know stick your head in. But you could probably be done with it in an hour. So. Was this the beginning wow. of a river cruise for you, Donna? It was. Yeah. It was. Okay. Cool. So. You said that's right in the main city? Right yeah, in it's Sound right near the Reichs. Reichs. It's behind the Rijksmuseum and the Van okay. Gogh Museum and that big, like, parade ground. Yeah. So if you have, like, a 10-hour layover in Amsterdam, then maybe. But no, otherwise, it's too far to go. Yeah, I would. Like, well, but that yeah. the thing is, is that's usually the, either the start or the finish of a lot of the Christmas markets, uh, river cruises. Mm -hmm. So it would be very easy to hit that one, you know, basically on your either your pre or your post cruise stay. So sure. you could just mm -hmm. run over there for an evening. Sounds, yep. Sounds like I would do it pre- I, I, yeah. Well, the, the only thing is, is that I did it. That's the way I did it. But the problem is, is that because you're going against the flow of the river, you don't get as much time in the actual ports. So if I, if I had to ever do it again, I'd start in Basel and end in Amsterdam just so that you get more time because you're going with the flow of the river instead of against it. That's this is thing. actually, we were looking to do a Christmas cruise and it was that exact itinerary. So this is interesting. Um, how about Cologne? That's me again. Anybody else? Yep. Not yet. Well, so Cologne's a big one. Um, kind of like Nuremberg and, and Munich and all and Vienna. And it's, I believe they were either, I think there were seven different Christmas markets and they were all kind of scattered throughout the downtown area. Um, and I remember there's the main one in the main square, but there was also one that was put on by the, um, all the sailors and the fishermen. And so it actually had more of a fisherman thing. And then there was also cool. a section that was all, all handicrafts. So it was all, you know, handmade nutcrackers and, and, you know, marionettes and things like that so and then there was one that was more food driven and so you could get all the snacks and things like that so that one is a really really great one and then on top of that there's fantastic beer in cologne is does cologne have um i know in germany there's some that have a forest where you can go into the forest and drink your blue vine or your beer or whatever you're having oh no no, okay. No. Darn. No, that would be Freiburg. Oh. So. I need to. I've been to Freiburg, but not at Christmas. <laughs> yep. All right. So, Donna, you must have added this next one, which is Heidelberg. Heidelberg. And that's the, that's, it's a, a fortress walled city. Um, and they had a pretty nice one. Um, the thing about Heidelberg is they actually do theirs and they have a country that is the main focus. So the year that we went, um, Syria was actually the main focus. And so they have their own area, their own. So it's spread out over several different uh, city squares, but the main square was all Syrian food. 
and Syrian handicrafts and Syrian um, uh, drinks and you name it and scarves and things like that. And so they wow. had, yeah, it was very, I mean, it was very focused and each year they told us that every year they pick a different country and that country can come and basically sell their wares. That's so you were buying halal food in Germany. <laughs> That's so cool. In Nuremberg, they have like a part, they, they're called sister cities. So it's a partner city market, the partner stat market. And it's, but it's like all the sister cities, except America didn't show up this year again. I was kind of, oh. I was kind of bummed. I wanted to go talk to them, but, but we will have like whatever the sister city is in Ukraine, in Syria, in Greece, you know, so it's all, so the a little booth is represented, not a whole area. That is so cool. I yes. wonder. I wonder if Switzerland has something like that because they do a international food festival, food court festival every year in the train station in Zurich. That is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Like a food booth from every single country, and they bring in the so actual. Cool. Food. I wonder. I'm gonna have to research that now. What what holiday markets there are, and because I wonder. I bet you Zurich probably does something similar. What a neat experience, though. It's so unexpected. You're in Heidelberg, Germany, and all of a sudden you're eating food from Syria. And, yes. you know, yeah. that's incredible. So cool. All right. So next we're into, I believe, France, which is Strasbourg. That's still down the Rhine. So Strasbourg, it is a very French market. Um, lots of wine. Um, lots of... French pastries and things like that. And that particular area of Alsace-Lorraine um, is known for glass. And so there is actually a section of the market that is specifically designed for these glass blowers that build the, that have these hand-blown glass ornaments that they make all year long and they only sell them at the market. Wow. And so, yeah, I, bought three of them (laughs) (laughs) so yes uh, but this one is a very very french market um and so it 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 just has a whole different feel than the german ones i've always been curious about that one because it's right on the border if it felt more german or more french so that's it definitely feels more french so that's cool. So because you because you get a little bit of both then on the on the Rhine, you know, you get a little bit of the German, and you get a totally different feel. Love that. Exactly. So the next one was a city I was looking to visit for the coffee, and that's Rudesheim. Yes. Um, so this one is known as the international market, um, and this one, all the different booths are different. Uh, craft vendors from all over the world. Um, I remember buying some of the glass ornaments from a lady that made them in Spain. And then they've got uh, Greek and they've got German and they've got Austrian and Scandinavian. Yeah, it's truly more of an international festival and you're going to find international foods and wines and handicrafts and things like that. Of course, it's definitely got the coffee and you've also got the um the wines because that is actually smack dab in the middle of a vineyard so you're definitely going to get some really really good good wine while you're there okay next we have freeburg 
Freiburg? Freiburg. Freiburg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, when you do a Christmas markets cruise, they let you choose either uh, the French Requier or they let you choose the German Freiburg. Now, I opted to go to Freiburg. Um, and that one kind of... So this was really, really neat because we were there in the daytime. And uh, they also, not only did they have the Christmas markets going, but they also had their farmer's market going at exactly the same time. So you'd have one stall that had cheese. Then you'd have another stall that was selling like really warm socks. And then you'd have another stall that had ornaments. And then you'd have another stall that was the glue vine. And then you'd have another stall that was fresh flowers. And another stall that was selling, you know, fresh meats. Uh, and then you had another one that was fresh vegetables. And then you had cuckoo clocks on the other side of that. So, I mean, it was, it was literally all over the place. Um, wow. But it was it was it was a relatively smaller market, but it was easy to get around, and it was not as crowded as Requier, from what I understand. Is that one located right in their main the Hauptmarkt? It, it, it is. It basically, what you're un, you're literally underneath the cathedral. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. I've been there in the summertime, and we're actually going um, to Europa Park in early January, which is a German theme park. And it's fantastic. It's kind of like a mini Disney World, very mini, but it's awesome. But we usually go to Freiburg because it's right there. It's right next uh -huh. to it. And so uh, everything, Christmas markets will be over by then, but we'll probably pop in. Maybe I'll see some remnants of the but, market. Yeah. But Freiburg is also known for Black Forest cake. That's where they invented it. Mm -hmm. So if you really like Black Forest, like me, and it's my absolute favorite, I was in hog heaven. <laughs> All right, our last one, Winter Wonderland in London. Sandy, I'm assuming you went to this one? Yeah, I threw that one in there. <laughs> um, so basically, this they transform all of Hyde Park into this big, they wow. have little market booths there. There's the rides, a lot of rides like you had mentioned. Um, so lots of fair type food. You do have to pay to get into Winter Wonderland. You need a ticket. But um, my daughter is going to school there, and she, she goes to this a lot in the winter. And... London is pretty magical at Christmas too. So I think it lives up to the European thing. So yeah, just a shout out. <laughs> I would love cool. to go to London at Christmas time. It looks amazing with yeah, all the Harrods lights and, and just, the, oh my gosh. Yeah. Gorgeous. Streets oh, all just living the Christmas Carol life there. The, <laughs> I'm walking on all the old streets and the, I, I think that would be so incredible to, mm -hmm. to get to experience. Um, should do a shout out if you want a European Christmas market and you can't quite get to Europe. Vancouver has a pretty good one. Yeah. We'll say good Vancouver. They bring a lot of like, so all of there was an entire, I mean, the line to get into this giant area where they have the glass blown ornaments and everything that they bring over from Germany. These are all handcrafted things they're importing um, was, was massive, but they have this, the wooden booths that are there year round and they have the glue vine and they have the Alsace tarts and they have the raclette and they have the chimney cakes and they have the, not quite the same, but if you can't quite get there, I like that I can drive three hours and be in Vancouver's and um and then still get uh my poutine <laughs> yeah I mean, well, my, <laughs> my sister lives in Minnesota and she went to yeah. one in St. Paul uh, yeah. last weekend it looked fantastic and they had actually dancing and they had glühwein and the little mugs and they had the whole thing. yeah they have a very big Scandinavian uh population mm -hmm. up in there 
that. So I was gonna say, growing up in Wisconsin, um, we had tons of Christmas markets, and I didn't. It was the German heritage. So many German settlers in that area. So it's a massive thing there. I never really realized that that wasn't quite as popular everywhere else in the states until we started living other places. But Seattle has a Christmas market, and so does in Denver. But they're just not the same. But they do so try does- and bring some things. Pittsburgh has a Christmas market. I was going to ask. Hey, I kept my mouth shut for a long time, but Lindsay just like named every city she's ever lived in. So. She, no, <laughs> well, Raleigh so. doesn't have much of, of anything here because I went last weekend, oh. and oh. it just doesn't even compare. But you have an airport, so <laughs> do you have an airport? That's international. Come on over. <laughs> so uh i've been actually when i'm killing time at night just hanging out with the dog i watch the christmas market tours or walkthroughs on youtube there's some pretty long and like this one that they actually were at nuremberg it's an hour and 45 minutes wow and it's just somebody walking through the market videotaping in 4k it's great I love that. I, there. Yeah. 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 And, and, and even if you're going, it's a great way to like plan out, okay, I want to see if this one's there. <laughs> see yeah. if this one's there. Where do I get that wine? <laughs> and I'm so glad, Brooke, that you brought up that they each have their own different um, theme because somebody who might not want the commercial uh, aspect, the one that's most well-known. I, when I went to Vancouver this last time, just specifically to go to a Christmas market, the one that I, I knew about, the one I could find out about and wanted to go to was wonderful. But the lady at the border crossing was like, oh, no, you have to go to these two other ones. So it's kind of like this little. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Kind of where the locals go. Because yeah, the locals yeah, and, go to Nuremberg I, too, but they, you don't want to go to Nuremberg all the time. Yeah. And the at, at that second market, I will say about to get, I got socks that were, um, uh, merino wool socks and I got um, socks that were uh, yeah. uh, uh, or it was uh, amaretto sorry locally brewed amaretto by uh, a, a lo- I would have never found this company to buy this the most amazing amaretto that I've ever had in my life is aged in bourbon barrels <laughs> so good um, in this tiny little food market that are tiny little Christmas market I would have never found in the middle of yeah. nowhere in Canada so um, that's, I just, I really like that. I like the, the, the thought that the, you don't want the more commercial, you can find something. And the medieval is now definitely on my radar because it I know there's, so cool. there's a few, when I was in Tallinn, I was so mad that I was not there at the right. I just missed, <laughs> just missed a festival. So there are quite a few that are on now on my radar to go back and, and try and hit at the right time. But it is such a small window. So that November to and it's a hard time for a lot of people to travel if you have a lot of family obligations and And things um, book up super quickly. So if you yeah. are booking last minute, it's gonna be wicked expensive and you're not gonna have your choice of hotels or river cruise lines, that kind of thing. So yeah, you gotta start so planning. The time to start planning for next year is now. Right now. Yep. Yep. All and right. I see it. Like I'm in a few like Christmas market, like Facebook groups and that kind of thing. And people are already like, they're already booking for 2024. Yes. So yes. All right. That's our show for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please like our Facebook page, rate us, and be sure to tell your friends about us. You can find our previous episodes on the podcast page of outlandertravel.com 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, I want to thank Brooke for taking the time to be with us here tonight. Thank you. It was fun. Yay. It was. <laughs> On behalf of Donna, Sandy, Lindsay, and myself, George, thanks for joining us this week. Gotta fly. Gotta fly.